The word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 11, verses 12 through 19. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we give thanks to God for the blessing of the Reformation some 500 years ago. It was not the start of something new, but the return to something old. The first Reformers sought to strip away all the teachings in the church that had grown like coral and steered it away from what Jesus taught in His Holy Word. In doing so, they returned to the one holy Christian and apostolic faith, and that one has been summed up often by the four solas, sola gratia, sola fide, solus Christus, and sola scriptura, or by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, grounded in scripture alone. We are saved by grace alone, as in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Salvation is completely a gift given by God. You don't work for it, you don't pay for it, you don't even choose it. God gives it to you with no work on your part at all. You're saved by grace alone. You're saved through faith alone. Although Jesus died for all, not all are saved because not all trust in him for the forgiveness of sins. Faith alone grasps that forgiveness, the grace of God. And lest you think that believing is your part in the salvation... It can't be your work because that would contradict grace alone. Faith, too, is a gift that God gives you by grace alone. You're saved in Christ alone. He is the only begotten Son of God who became flesh and died on the cross in your place for your sin. His death was sufficient and his blood atoned for all of your sins. There is nothing left to be done because Christ has died and Christ is risen for you. You are saved in Christ alone. This teaching is grounded in Scripture alone. 
as long as we stick with what the inspired word of God says, we are sure we have what Jesus said. We don't cross out the parts of scripture that we don't like, and we don't add to it from other books or random thoughts or societal pressures. We don't get to decide what the Lord really meant instead of what his word says. In whatever we believe, teach, and confess, Scripture is the authority. Scripture alone. Thus, the four solas of the Reformation, sola gratia, sola fide, solus Christus, sola scriptura, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, grounded in Scripture alone. Note that all four are gifts of God. All of them are from outside of you. None of them are things that you come up with. The solas declare that the kingdom of heaven is yours solely for Jesus' sake. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, however. That's what Jesus says in our gospel reading. It did in the days of John the Baptist. It did during Jesus' ministry on the way to the cross. And there's been no relief since. The violence still seek to bear it away. I suppose we could say that in the hundred years or so following the Reformation, the four solas were threatened by a single sola, power alone. Rather than Luther's hope that the church would gather together, examine the scriptures, repent of false teaching, and return to the teaching of Christ in order to be visibly one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic, the church instead fragmented into hundreds of shards. Rather than reasoning together, those with power soon waged wars and shed blood to prevail. Church unity was to be restored and enforced by might and compulsion. The devastation was horrific in Europe. It left indelible scars. It fed the idea that religion is responsible for wars and violence, Christianity included, and therefore a world free of religion would bring peace. It's one of the reasons for secularism, especially in Europe today. Well, if religion is the problem, it's no surprise that the next era, the Age of Enlightenment, brought a different sola by reason alone. If something is reasonable, want the understanding, then it is true. If something is unreasonable, then it is false. Believe something when you see it, enlightenment minds said, but don't believe in what you cannot see. So what does enlightenment thinking do to, say, the life of Jesus in the Nicene Creed? He couldn't be God's son, begotten of the Father from eternity, because the idea of God intervening in the world is unreasonable. He couldn't be conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary because virgins don't have kids. He could suffer under Pontius Pilate, be crucified and buried, but he couldn't rise from the dead or ascend into heaven because those things are just unreasonable. In summary, then, in Enlightenment thinking, Jesus could be born and live and suffer and die just like anybody else, but nothing more. That's why today you still encounter people who say, I believe that Jesus was a great teacher, but nothing more than that. It's reasonable, 
It's also faithless and hopeless. The Enlightenment didn't last. It morphed into modernism, which refined the solo from by reason alone to by science alone. Now, the only things that were true were the things that you could prove by use of scientific investigation. The Enlightenment at least allowed that God was out there somewhere, probably. But modernism said that since you can't prove God according to science, God must therefore not exist. Where the Enlightenment dismissed Christianity as superstition, modernism used psychology to demean it into a coping mechanism for people with problems they couldn't face or couldn't solve. That's pretty awful. Could it get worse? Yes. Yes, it could. See, you and me, we are in the closing stages of the postmodern era of world history, It's not reason alone or science alone, it's me alone. The individual is the final authority, and this is the rot of our culture today. So whatever I believe about God is true for me, and whatever you believe about God is true for you, and if we disagree, it doesn't really matter because you're your final authority and it all ends with you. Whatever you believe about your race and sex is true because you believe it, even if your DNA and your family tree say something completely different. Should someone claim that this is unreasonable or unscientific, the response is that science says this is true, not because it is, but because some who call themselves scientists have knuckled under and written opinion papers that it's true. It's one of the reasons why marriage and family are in decline, because spending that much time laboring at love for other people gets in the way of me alone, of self-fulfillment. It's why the pro-life movement needs to be aware that the argument has shifted. Pro-lifers often rely on proving scientifically that a baby is a human being from conception on, which is good and true and important. But if the spirit of the times has moved from science alone to me alone, my body, my choice now means it doesn't matter if the baby is a human being or not. Oh, it's an ugly world. You can see why the church appears to be losing ground all over the place. A message of God, moral law, and saving gospel, along with a life of love for others, is going to appear hostile to the me alone crowd. In our gospel reading, Jesus compares a generation to children in the marketplace calling to their playmates, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge for you and you did not mourn. That generation continues to this day. And whether the church declares the joy of God's faithfulness or warns against sin and death, the world doesn't want to hear it. Martin Luther famously described the sinner as turned in upon himself. And this is certainly the case today, except that sinners also deny a God to turn to for help and salvation. But by rejecting God, abusing his gift of reason, and denying how he has ordered this creation to work, you don't end up with a religion-free society, peaceful and full of self-fulfilled individuals you end up with approximately 7 billion little false gods running around unhappily and saying irrational things. 
Or, if you want to put it more succinctly, do you know what you get if you buy into me alone? You get you alone. Now and forever. If hell is the gathered crowd of self-centered people, I can't think of a lonelier place. Now, if all of this sounds too doomsday, take courage. The me alone age is not a greater evil than past eras. It's just a different shade of lipstick on the same old pig. If nothing else, it's a helpful thing because it doesn't make sense. And I think people are starting to notice that. But more than that, if the sickness is the same old evil with a different face, then the cure is the same as it always has been. Wisdom is justified by her deeds. The wisdom of God is this. Because we human beings are so wretchedly skilled at buying into nonsense and rejecting God's gifts, God worked our salvation for us. For us and for our salvation, the Son of God became man, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He lived a holy and sinless life, not buying into the devil's latest ridiculous temptation. He died your death for your sin, then rose again so that he might raise you up a new creation. And so that you might have this hope in him, he gives you forgiveness and faith by his holy word. And so that you might be certain of his promises, he preserves his word among us. Sure, it involves living by faith, not by sight. But that's how the rest of the world is living. It's just that the current spirit of the age calls for people to have faith in themselves where you have faith outside of yourself in God who has created and redeemed you. This is your joy this Reformation Sunday. The Lord still saves you by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, grounded in Scripture alone. It's what we hold fast to because this is how the Lord gives us life and salvation. It's what we proclaim to the world because there's no better news in Christ's gifts of grace and redemption. For this is true. In Christ alone, you will never be alone. By His grace, through faith, you are part of His church and joined to Him both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.